The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors. Broadway Media, their respective managements or employees. Live from the place where I don't know what the hell I'm doing, it's the Geek Show Podcast. Make it till you make it, baby. Oh, we've got so much news and the business of show and our movie announcement to make coming up on this episode of Geek Show. Hi, that's everybody. You, that's how you push a button, Tony. <laughs> yeah. You showed that guy that's not here. Ah, uh, yeah. No, he's he's ten times the engineer I'll ever be, so I'm not going to make fun of Tony for anything. Uh, Tony is on assignment. Uh, the rest of us are here. Rebecca Frost, everybody. Rebecca Hello. Frost. Ugros Rebecca on Twitter is a fun yeah. follow. Uh, oh, look, it's, it's, it's Jay. Yeah, Jay Whitaker from, is here. I'm back from assignment. <laughs> I'm always on assignment. <laughs> and Lee George Cade. I'll never sleep again. <laughs> Are you going to review? You going to review Evil Dead Rise for us later? Yeah, I changed the title to Evil Dead. No, <laughs> Evil Dead. No. I ain't gonna lie, Lee. I I can't even imagine you sleeping. I just feel like you just. You kind of get in the hyperbolic time chamber and just kind of do this and then just emerge <laughs> every four days. Stand up like a Nosferatu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, rise, you rise up out of a goo vat. I can see that. That's so cool. Like Harkonnen. <laughs> yeah, I, I could like become Baron Harkonnen, but not the David Lynch one because he's gross. <laughs> he's gross. All right. Let's get into it then. Yeah. Right away, we got this week... Our first look at Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven the Hunter. It's Craven time. Okay. Now you see that? Oh, that is ooga. that is a gutter. That is dude. That have you guys seen is a, his? That is a gum cutter. Respectfully, <laughs> have you seen his Calvin Klein advertisement? No advertisement. <laughs> no. I here's the thing: is that pose for the poster is taken just right from the comics it's it's the same i, I saw a, ba- a yeah, side by side i think it was jm de mateus uh, did a side by side of the comic art and this and it's exact and it's just perfect uh it's just he, weird that kick-ass got abs i know right what do you mean uh, i mean <laughs> it's weird well he, he got his wife is is like what twice his age or something like oh <laughs> let's talk about do we are we going to talk about this because like i I watched the movie Nowhere Boy, <laughs> like where they met, which is about which he plays John Lennon, and then like they hooked up either during or after. It's yeah. it's a whole oh, thing, yeah. and and she is like twenty years older than him, and I, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, she he probably got he probably look at those abs. He's probably doing Pilates. You know damn well she owns a Pilates machine, and probably you know, she, she's probably I got mean, the juice smoothies. If, if, like if they're I happy, say, yeah. Good for him. You can also, fit the hilt of of Milnor in those in that in that gum cutter right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Indeed, you're hiding things in that. Uh, let's see. Uh, so yeah, they released the footage on Monday. We got uh, Russell Crowe doing his best Russian accent. I'm just saying <laughs> no. the only Russell Crowe well is defined. bad dad. Russell Crowe, <laughs> he's going around being just a bad dad. Uh-huh. The only the only thing that deep on my stomach is my navel. <laughs> <laughs> like. Store uh, a in there, but you could we put see... seven layer dip in that joint. Like it's... I have the well... opposite. I have the opposite of his abs. <laughs> I'm writing seven layer dip down here. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So the footage while on safari to hunt lions with his father Russell Crowe, who is a crime lord and a hunter. Uh, Sergey. That's is just a... Russell Crowe. Yeah. Sergey is attacked by a lion after failing to shoot it. And he is seen as weak in his father's eyes, and he leave, weak, he, like he, leave, he leaves him for dead. Yeah, like you do, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then apparently the lion's bite seems to have given him superpowers. Now that's oh, he, not the lion drips blood in his blood. Yeah. it's in the trailer. Yeah, I I sincerely hope that Sony just keeps making bad Spider-Man villain movies. Like, I hope to God this is another Morbius and another Venom. It'd be nice yeah. if they made a good one. It, well, I'm, I'm sure it would be nice. I'm sure it would be nice. But I really love these campy bad ones. So, I, d- 
I honestly do as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have hopes for this one, but here's the thing. You know, I mean, of course, the comic book nerd in me is saying that's not, you know, Craven doesn't have these kind of powers. Uh, he's just a really good hunter, right? I mean, doesn't, I doesn't, doesn't he have like a thing that makes him have better senses or something? It, it, does he have a power of some kind? Like, like a like a like a concoction or a, a tincture that he takes. I well, I remember in in my favorite one of my favorite Spider-Man stories, uh, Craven's Last Hunt, uh, yeah. that he to become Spider-Man had to consume a drug mm. and. A lot of spiders. He ate a lot of spiders nom, to nom, 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 absorb nom. the essence of, <laughs> to become the thing that he hated most. He not only was going to kill Spider-Man, but become him, you know. I'm just upset because they obviously recast the best rhino in cinematic history. and Paul Giamatti. Uh, justice <laughs> yeah. for Paul Giamatti. We didn't see his face. No. It's, we uh, just saw his arm. It's an yeah. actor named Alessandro Nivola who says that. <laughs> Whatever. Who says, spoiler. Hot rhino. He won't turn into the rhino until the end of the movie. Uh, but, Spoiler uh, alert. God. Because well, it's... Like a, the way they do these things, though, I mean, obviously, Craven in the comics, and I'm not a big comic purist, but come on, Neither come up I. with something a little better than, oh, uh, his lion blood got in my blood. Have you ever... You know what a male lion does all day? Sleeps. Sleeps. Male lions don't do anything. They're not the hunters. No. So if the female lion had bled into him, then he'd be like, "Oh, he hunts for twenty hours a day, just like a female lion does." Mm -hmm. But a male lion literally gets up, roars, and goes to sleep. Mm -hmm. And well, no, uh, 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 you're leaving out an important detail. He sleeps, smashes. And that's it. Like he, you right, forget, it, he does right. smash. He no, goes, like, he, he, smash. Smash. They, he smashes at least twelve times a day. That's why he's sleeping. That is a fact. Look that. Have up. you ever? Have you been in the open prairie and heard a lion roar before? What are you talking um, about? Not in the All open the prairie. No. <laughs> yeah, no. not in the prairie. I know. At the zoo. No, there's there was a stunt. <laughs> there was a stunt I got to do at a place called Wildlife Safari back in my radio days, and we were out with the ranger feeding the hoof stalk and about 6.15 the lion starts roaring and there's this thing about being exposed where you're not protected by anything there's no bar there's no cage you're just out mm -hmm. there with a jeep giving hay to the bing bongs or whatever the hell they were hey. and you hear that roar and this thing in the back of your head goes i'm dead <laughs> I, I wasn't I gonna say this. back of the head i was gonna think it's something else i watched this tiktok yesterday of um these like a whole group of like wildlife photographers and they were like shooting some bears and stuff and then this other bear this is a defense tactic that they'll do the bear will just like barrel at you at like a thousand miles an hour just but it'll stop like before it gets to you because it's just trying to scare you and this bear is just like running across the plane at like a thousand miles an hour and i'm like these people are gonna die but they all do they all do the thing like bear and like get big and make noise and the bear's like oh ooh. Wait, never mind. <laughs> yep. uh anyway so uh, go watch the trailer it's uh it's interesting also also google um his his calvin klein ad the moving one not just the photos because okay <sighs> it's oh, sweaty you're, making you're uh <sighs> you're in for hot craven is what you're it's in for right hot illegal in utah you know mm. how we can't watch porn here it's illegal <laughs> Uh, we also got a look, oh, yeah. or should I say a listen to, uh, the new voice uh, on Solar Opposites. What an upgrade. I'll <laughs> say. Um, and, and I love the way they did it. It's online. You can look it up and you can listen to it. Because uh, Justin Roiland, of course, creator of the show and one of the main voices on the show, uh, he's, he won't be involved in the future. So they have to recast. Now, they haven't announced who they're recasting, Rick and Morty, yet. But on Solar Opposites, they've announced uh, that Corvo is is now Dan Stevens from, uh, <laughs> so from uh, Legion and uh, all these great shows. And the way they did it was just genius. It's just, this is, this is how it's going to be and deal with it. He throws darts. Somebody throws a dart into Corvo's throat. And then he goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and someone says, go get the voice fixing ray. So they point the voice fixing ray at him, pull the trigger, and suddenly the voice is Dan Stevens. And not Perfect. like Dan Stevens trying to do a Justin Roiland. It and is he's Dan not. Stevens just being Dan Stevens. It's no. just him. And then they say, well, we should fix this, shouldn't we? No, no, I'm okay with this. <laughs> 
I just so you, that's actually that's actually a really genius way to do that. You fix yeah. the Rick and Morty thing; it's real easy. Like, just go to any comic book shop and say, "Hey, I need a Rick or Morty," and there's like half a dozen guys there that think they're great at it. But also, I would, yeah. I would love to just shoot some credit to um, one of the other co-creators of the show, Mike Mc, Mike McMahon. I never yes. know how to pronounce his name. McCann. Um, but he's the same guy who is create who's the creator of Lower Decks. Yes. So nice. he is a very funny man and knows what mm-hmm. he's doing. Nice. Uh, so so that's your uh, new voice. We also got a trailer for. <laughs> I thought this show was gone, but apparently it's not. And not only is the show gone, but the band is on tour. And they're releasing two albums. Uh, it's it's Death Clock, uh, Metalocalypse. <laughs> yeah, boy. I'm with it. I'm with it. Army of the Doom Star is the movie that is coming, and it's going to be available on uh, digital and Blu-ray August 21st. It, uh, after the heroic rescue of Toki Wartooth, Death Clock frontman Nathan Explosion finds himself traumatized in a brutal professional and romantic flat spin while he is tasked with fulfilling the prophecy and confronting the ultimate songwriting challenge, write the song of salvation and save the planet. So they've got the plot of Bill and Ted and the Tenacious D movie. I was going to uh, say, this is just like a Tenacious D movie. <laughs> Play the best song in the world but uh, yeah they're releasing two albums touring and a movie so you know just when you thought death clock was gone they're back my my favorite character is murder face right there the one with the mustache (laughs) someday i'll actually watch the show it's quite funny actually okay Okay. all of our favorite adult swim shows getting one last rodeo right like we got the venture brothers we got got aqua teen Teen. does this mean i might finally get a wrap-up for frisky dingo because that that (laughs) is my show i love frisky dingo with my whole damned heart we only got two seasons of that didn't we yeah Yeah. i need to know what happened to the reporter who had the radioactive ants in her body (laughs) because Yeah. Lee, Lee, I think you'd like this because it's like uh, a death metal version of Flight of the Concords. Cool. Yeah, I'll it's quite it. funny. Do you know what I wish Adult Swim would revive? Um, 12 Ounce Mouse. Can I get another? I love yes. 12, Ounce Mouse. 12 Ounce Mouse. I remember that one. That was, yes. oh, I loved it. It was that so was a good weird. One. You had to be so high to watch Eric, it. Eric Andre show, he also, he's got, he's gotten a new season and stuff. You oh know, yeah, I'm watching it now. favorites. Uh, anyway, all right, well, let's take a break from the news and remind you, Saturday Matinee is coming up on the 8th of July. Check it out. And uh, we, we, fought long, we thought long and hard about what should we, sh- we should, should we show a 4th of July movie and then, we, uh, well, 4th of July will be over. So I looked at what the 8th was, you know, what memorable, memorable day is it? And discovered that, well, it's, it's Kevin Bacon's birthday. So Praise him. We tossed around a few ideas. Uh, I was uh, lobbying really hard for Footloose. I um, was lobbying for she's having a baby. <laughs> but uh, I think we all made the right decision. Tremors, ladies and gentlemen, will be showing Tremors on Kevin Bacon's birthday, the 8th of July at Bruvies in Salt Lake City. The doors are open at 11.30. Uh, we do the pod at noon, and the movie starts at around 1. Pay what you want to get in. So, Tremors, yes. I'm going to pay $80. <laughs> you I mean, pay what you want. I'm going to pay $80. That's what I want to pay to get in. <laughs> okay. All right. I respect, I respect your journey. Right. You know, <laughs> Thank you. In this okay. economy, yeah. Oh, sure. And esta economía... Um, we're going <laughs> tres leches en esta economía. Um, we uh, we've been enjoying Star Trek this week, and we'll talk about it later. Um, I've been watching so much Star Trek this week. Be sure to check out the Space Show show with uh, Rebecca and myself. Uh, we're we're watching all the classic Trek episodes. Uh, Rebecca is tearing them apart, and I'm answering for their sins. To be uh, fair, <laughs> I'm not really tearing them apart i wish you would i i wish well, you would well okay then make the show worse <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm enjoying it <laughs> welcome to the cult uh let's see but uh, here's some uh, star trek news uh you can watch uh the uh, season two opener uh, of strange new worlds free on youtube the first episode and too bad it's such a terrible episode yeah That's it's the... so bad yeah <laughs> Because Anson Mount's not even there. Yeah. Well, uh, but you, you get you mispronounced handsome Mount. 
My but bad. you get, but <laughs> you get, you get maximum Spock and plenty of uh, Nurse Chapel and Doctor Mbenga and you know. Oh man, you get so much Klingons. Doctor Mbenga. Yeah. And Commander and Commander Pelia. Mm-hmm. And uh, Klingons and all that. So uh, it's, yep. uh, but you can still watch the first season of it for free on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paramount Plus really wants you to uh, join the cult. I was uh, just glad they? that they do they though. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> I was just I was just glad this second episode. I mean, no spoilers really. I'm so glad they managed to finally stop being such a woke fest and not touch anything politically relevant. <laughs> yeah, they've stayed far away from mirrors and not holding up anything to society. No, nothing at all. No one, no one who has anything even resembling a sacred cow has anything to worry about. <laughs> Snowflakes, welcome. Yes. Uh, Social political issues, not in my Star Trek. Yeah. All action, all killer, <laughs> yeah. no filler. Yeah. That's that's no talking. Okay, season season two, episode one, all action. Season two, episode two, none. Hi, I'm Which- Jack Lemon, and I'm looking for eleven co-jurors to help me f- try the fate of this person over here. Which I mean, good choice. Like good choice. You definitely could not open. I mean, for us, for us Trekkies, you could absolutely open season two with episode two. But I'm glad mm-hmm. that they opened it with what they did with the Spock adventure because that's how you yeah. gotta hook the people. I'll but just say. Drama, I'll just say this. I'll, I'll just say this. It warmed my heart when Rebecca just said "us Trekkies." That that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did it. <laughs> I noticed that. I noticed. I, that. I do have one one complaint about the first episode of season two, though, is it ignited this whole controversy over what a crossfield class really is. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd fight. Okay. Naturally. Uh, 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 anyway, uh, go, go on YouTube and watch them all for free, Jay. You know what I say about these people that don't like diversity, equity, and inclusion in space. When we get space travel, you don't get to go. Nope. Mm-hmm. No, you yep. guys can go to the ocean. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go, yeah. Go to the, the ocean. The bottom. It won't be far. <laughs> it uh. will not be far. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, uh, speaking of Adult Swim, um, we got a third season of Primal, it looks like. Ooh, really? Uh, yeah. So if you enjoy uh, Primal, you're getting a season three. And, and, get, and get your Tartakovsky's... And Getty Tartakovsky says he's not quite sure what it's going to be, whether we're going to yeah. stay with these main characters or whether we're going to do something a little different. He's, I, he's... Would, I would mind to see something different. I mean, this show is such a sleeper show that people just quietly mm. discover and then you're it's, like, oh it's, my God, it's, it's gold. It's got a slow burn to it. People yes. are just, just his, starting to his pick his it up. His yeah. show is exactly the same way. Unicorn Warriors Eternal yeah. is like this quirky, weird-ass mm-hmm. steampunk thing, and I love it. And anybody I know who likes animation is not watching it, and I'm mm-hmm. sad because it's it's good stuff. Oh, and Carrie, its DNA is Betty Boop, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, they're going back. They're going back to like old Max Fleischer cartoons for some of their character designs, and it's like you know the the main female character literally has that lips on the bottom of the chin type thing going on, and like the background. Uh, the like the cops in England, Victorian England, the mm-hmm. the bobbies, they they look like old Fleischer guys with the big noses and the and the big bellies and short legs. It's, it's f- good stuff. It's funny you'd mentioned Betty Boop because uh, she, she has been in my timeline quite a bit, along with a, a lot of other classic old cartoons. Because Is it it's because ro- she's getting a musical. <laughs> no, it's because Roger Rabbit's having an anniversary. And, you know, so I've been going down the Roger Rabbit hole about how it was made and, you know, how it almost wasn't made. And There's some wild documentaries about Betty Boop because she's like, um, you can literally watch the evolution of animation in the early 30s when mm-hmm. she was a French poodle and then slowly became a human because of some concerns about people finding a dog hot. <laughs> well, there's a musical opening in Chicago towards the end of this year called Boop the Boop Boop a Doosical. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, more Adult Swim news. Mike Judge has got, uh, and Greg Daniels, bringing their next animated series to Adult Swim. Uh, it is called Common Side Effects. It Uh-oh. is a half-hour series about people's complex reactions to the revelation of the mystery of the mysterious elixir of life. Sounds kind of heady. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, so uh, that's that's on the way. We'll see what happens. The show is centered on Marshall and Francis, former high school lab partners who begin to unravel a conspiracy involving Big Pharma and the federal government to suppress knowledge of a rare mushroom that may hold the key to curing all the world's diseases. Oh, baby, are they going to talk about how we should legalize shrooms because they're good for the brain? Uh, it's Maybe. really good for people with bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Mm. It rebuilds neural pathways. I mean, we're talking microdoses, though. We're not talking like yeah. it, it, mushrooms. Trips are I, fun if you're in the right headspace. It it all goes. Back. I've been reading some books from Paul Stamets. Oddly enough, the world's greatest expert on uh, mushrooms and mm-hmm. uh, discovering so, so so great about mushrooms that they named a mushroom guy after him on Star Trek. Yep, but uh, yeah, <laughs> mu- mushrooms mushrooms are the future because that's the, all we're made of. Well, that's the spore drive I on the discovery. The mushrooms mm-hmm. are the future. <laughs> Wild stuff. Also, uh, we got an interview with uh, James Mangold because he's out uh, promoting stuff, and they asked him about his uh, Swamp Thing movie, and he said. Uh, he said, well, yeah, it's, it, we're, we're going forward. While I'm sure DC views Swamp Thing as a franchise, I will be viewing it as a very simple, clean, gothic horror movie about this man slash monster. Just Good. doing my own thing with this, just a standalone. Good. I'm Good. pissed. I am so pissed. Why? <laughs> Not about Mangle doing Swamp Thing, but that Swamp Thing series they did on the, C- on the DC oh. app. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. really good. It was really good. It was a horror show, and it was great. And I don't, I don't think just... it's still on there, is it? No, they, they, no, they, not, they got rid of their, if it's, uh, they're just yeah. getting rid of stuff left and right. They, they, just, they nuked it from more. Again, physical media. Yeah. Um, also, uh, give it a chance for that. The Spider-Man adjacent film about uh, a Mexican wrestler who gained the superpowers, El Muerto, has I been uh, pushed back. Uh, it's not on the schedule anymore. So, no. what the future of that is, I don't know. Yeah, he's but gonna I go all the way it. around to being a good bunny by the time this comes out. <laughs> exactly. Ah, okay. Here we go. Um, again, Rebecca, I can't wait for you to start watching Deep Space Nine because if you like Star Trek, oh, I do. Oh, Deep Space DS, Nine. DS Nine is where it's at. I'll get and, like my, me and my pops watched that when yeah. I was a kid. That that and, is fire. And one of the great characters is, of course, Garrick. Elam Garrick, and uh, he's an just occasion- a simple tailor, a simple tailor, uh, an occasional tailor, occasional intelligence operative, and lover of drama. Uh, well, like uh, like the theater or like interpersonal, interpersonal. He likes to stir oh. the pot. He <laughs> likes to stir up s. Yeah. Yes. That's not very Starfleet. Well, he's not he's, Starfleet. He's Cardassian. Oh, he's not Starfleet. Then mm-hmm. have that, baby. <laughs> but yeah. the uh, the actor who played Garrick also wrote a book. Uh, in Garrick's voice, and uh, yes. the the whole it, this is a long time ago. That I read this book a long time ago, and it's written as a long letter to Doctor Bashir, whom you know we kind of stand those two, uh, Andrew Robinson, and uh, he wrote the book because he knew more about the character than anybody apparently. Uh, right. Called a stitch in time. Now, like I said, this book is out of print. I think I have a copy of it around here somewhere, but uh, they're going to do an audio book hmm. with with Andrew Robinson reading it. As I Garrick. am a fan of audio books. Mm-hmm. Uh, their their relationship is amazing because it starts with Bashir being convinced that he's a Cardassian spy, but they end up talking and hanging out a lot, and uh, yeah, it really helps explore. You watch season one and two of DS9, and Bashir is kind of a terrible character. Mm-hmm. So Garrick <laughs> makes Bashir palatable, and it's it's great. Good uh, stuff. It's uh, set after the events of DS9's conclusion. A, stip in, a stitch in time sees Garrick return to his devastated homeworld of Cardassia, writhing in turmoil after the Cardassian Union's alliance with and eventual revolt against the Founders during the Dominion War. Um, it, it, t- it talks about his... Uh, life his childhood uh you know his time in the obsidian order all the way to his exile on ds9 uh it's 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 bound to be interesting august 1st is when that will be available okay Okay. you'll listen to that won't you nice little audio book situation okay uh speaking of books what's up (laughs) uh we've we love the animated uh what if marvel shows right yeah yeah well, yeah, they're putting well. out they're putting out three novels. Okay. Uh, what if books? 
and uh, it's uh, low- <laughs> what if books? <laughs> what, <laughs> if books? <laughs> what if books? What if books? Magnets. How do they work? <laughs> uh, let's see. Here are the and they're they're being marketed as adult books rather than YA. It says here. What uh, if? The, here are the here are the titles. What if Loki was worthy? A Loki and Valkyrie story. Uh, that'll be out uh, March twelfth, twenty twenty four. Uh, and then the second one, what if Wanda Maximoff and Peter Parker were siblings? A, Scarlet, a Scarlet Witch uh-huh. Spider-Man story. What? And then the one that I'm interested in, what if Mark Spector was a host to Venom? Oh, that sounds cool. Ooh. A Moon Knight and Venom story. That won't be till October. That, yeah, year. that that I would... I want to see the animation on that. Honestly. Yeah, that would yeah, be cool. I, I want to watch that. Sorry, I don't want to read it. <laughs> Sorry, it's a book. I don't yeah, want to look at I, words I, on a page. I look. I like books, but and I want to. I want to watch so that. No word of any continuation of the best thing Marvel's put out in the last three years. What's that? Which is Werewolf by Night. I knew you were going to say it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that and was, Moon Knight. I'm that telling was made you. For Lee. Yeah, Moon Knight was brilliant. <laughs> Both of them, just I thought were great. Anyway, uh, speaking of Marvel, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, available on uh, Blu-ray and DVD. Let's see, the digital July 7th and the Blu-ray August 1st. And there's uh, a whole, again, physical media. Um, It's important now more than ever. Uh, There's a whole lot of featurettes and uh, deleted scenes. Uh, there's a featurette called Creating Rocket Raccoon. There's one called The that Imperfect the movie. Perfect Family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a whole bunch of deleted scenes that I'm really curious about because uh, there's one called Drax's Analogies and Metaphors. Drax gives Peter some interesting life analogies and metaphors. <laughs> that might be fun. Uh, but to also uh, the best part you can watch the film with audio commentary by James Gunn. I love it. Oh. I, I, I love this Worth movie. it right there, your physical media. Um, when he talks right. about how great he thinks The Flash was. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to help. Just mm. trying to help. It's my job. What a divisive movie, That well, Flash. I know. Is it yeah. we'll, we'll get to Yeah, yeah Jay J- 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 saw it. So. Oh, okay. All right. Jay's yeah. got a, re- a spo- spoiler-free sorry. review, right? All, all I saw was the best movie of all time which i'll be getting to in a moment all right uh let's get to the business of show now um so star trek prodigy which Mm. i don't know if any of y'all watched i did i'm ashamed that i missed all of it and it's gone soon there like as like when this gets released it'll probably be gone well i was gonna say you need to watch it this weekend because apparently yeah. they're pulling it off of Paramount Plus next week. Wow. So sit your ass down and watch it this weekend. But if you only <laughs> oh, have t- so forceful, Gary. but if you only have time for for one episode, if you have time for one episode, make it all the world's a stage. That is, in my opinion, the best episode of all of them. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, being canceled. It, it, it's the second season is in production right now. They'll finish production. But it's not going to go to Paramount Plus. They're going to shop it around somewhere else. So, so much for Paramount Plus being home of all your Star Trek. Literally, every time I pull up my, my Paramount Plus app, I call it my Star Trek app because I don't <laughs> use it for anything else. That's all I use it for. I you mean, don't there's... watch Yellowstone. I'm not a dad. <laughs> <laughs> the good news, the good news is you can buy this on physical media. There yes. there has been a Blu-ray and DVD release of this. Yes. So it does exist, but geez. But this wow. Paramount Plus thing, this is this is following in the footsteps of, you know, your HBOs and all that. It's because they're merging with Showtime. Paramount Plus and Showtime are merging, and so they got I guess they gotta make room on the shelves. I don't know. But uh, the digital shelves. Uh, that's your that's uh, that's your warning is that you need to watch watch it this weekend. Um, but I I do have follow up for you, Carrie. We you asked a couple weeks ago because I said that I still I owned Dis, uh, Deadly Class. Yes, and it never was released on physical media. I just got oh. the the first season. I mean, never released on physical media. So I'll see if I can burn my uh, burn me totally a Blu-ray. legal and legitimate copy on Blu-ray for you. <laughs> Such a good show. Anyway, yeah. Uh, more business of show. Um, 
<laughs> it's just like everybody stood up and said, uh, screw you, San Diego Comic-Con. Jeez, uh, yeah. It started with Marvel uh, saying, we're not going because, well, we don't really have anything. <laughs> People aren't excited about us anymore. Well, it's just with, with the strikes, you know, we don't have anything to promote. Everything's been pushed back or put on hold. I mean, you know, all of our shows, Thunderbolts, Blade, Daredevil, they're all, you know, waiting for the writer's strike to get fixed. So they're skipping Hall H. I mean, they'll have some things there, but not a Hall Has, H presentation. Did attendance drop last year? I mean, I imagine after COVID for two years and then when they cobbled things back together last year, all the trailers were hitting the mm -hmm. same time as the presentations. So why go, right? Other than cosplay. That's, all, that's always been my argument is we go, you either go for the convention or you go for the the previews. And the previews, right. if, if that's what you're going for, you don't need to sit in Hall H. You can just watch it from home. Watch we have trailers at home. At home. Yeah. But you, I, I will say, I attended a con. Mm -hmm. I like to go and just be amongst the people, spread the gospel. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, it is. It is fun. And it. I I didn't even care about the panels. I just wanted to touch. Like I just wanted to you know, press the flesh, be amongst the people. <laughs> but uh, so it started with Marvel making the announcement, and then uh, more uh, made the announcement. They said, "Oh, Marvel's not going. Well, neither are we." So you got uh, there'll be no panels for Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, no HBO. Wow. No, no well, Sony. Well, there's no HBO. That's true. That exists. No, no Sony Pictures projects. I mean, and you know they could do something with Craven. I would think. Uh, no Universal Pictures. No Netflix. Uh, still on the fence is Warner Brothers, which has you know some <laughs> some big ticket DC releases coming up. Uh, Max is planning on bringing some animation titles to the convention. Paramount Plus is touting a new uh, the new uh, Ninja Turtles cartoon, uh, Mutant oh, Mayhem. Yeah. Which looks so good. Which does look mm -hmm. good. But uh, July 19th wraps July 21st. Uh, you know, here's an idea. Go to a Comic-Con and focus on the comics. How about yeah. that? What? Crazy no, idea. We've told the story before. I mean, some amazing comic artists have been to our local con. And so many people were going to panels and seeing celebrities that, you know, Walt you had some amazing guys, some legends that died shortly mm -hmm. afterwards that no one even knew were at the convention, and it breaks my mm -hmm. heart. Andy brings up with the SAG strike coming up, actors won't be able to promote anything. So Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's all part of it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're heading down there, well, just know what's lying ahead of you. But, yeah, go and go and see some of the artists. You know, buy yeah. some Honestly, art from them. I, yeah. You know? Let, let Mike Mignola yell at you. Yeah. <laughs> He's grumpy. Go tell Dan Slott that he ruined Spider-Man. You know, yeah. be one of be no. one of those people. No, I love Dan Slott Spider-Man. I thought it was terrific. I love following him on Twitter. He's so funny. He's great. Uh, let's see. Also, uh, oh, the other uh, business of show. Oh, Egg says Humberto Ramos was was here. Was there? I'm not and promoted. Probably, I think, are you talking about one of our cons here in Salt Lake, Egg? That's I mean, a, if we're talking about artists at Archon, don't even get me no. started on how yeah. Kate Lath was treated when she was here. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, no. Yeah, it was awful. No, Egg says Humberto Ramos was here at one of our cons and nobody mm. knew. <laughs> Which And he's one of the best Spider-Man artists. No, I... Uh, my, anyway. My thing, I remember Jeremiah Lupo coming and telling me that Bernie Wrightson had been at our bit, at our, yeah. at our con, and I was like, oh, I mean, we were there for three days. We were there literally pounding the pavement for three days. And Wrightson was there, like my comic book hero. And people were more freaked out about Will Wheaton being there than they were about this guy who literally inspired so many careers. And then, you know, he died six months later. And that's yeah. it's heartbreaking. And from what Jeremiah said, no one was at his booth. It's like, oh, yeah. That's that's a tragedy. So, oh, okay. God. Go to San Diego and support the artists and writers. Yeah. How about that? They're there. They desperately want to see you. Uh, let's see. The other uh, business of show controversy this week was, um, and and we'll have differing viewpoints on Secret Invasion coming up, but this was about <laughs> the, the opening credits sequence. Uh, there was, uh, apparently they used AI to make it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, now, the people that did this said that no artist jobs were cut uh, mm -hmm. using, using this, but I, you know, 
Because you never really? hired them in the first place because you knew you were going to use AI yeah. to do the opening credits. Method Studios, who did the opening, says, AI is just one tool among many. The array of tool sets our artists use. No artist jobs were replaced by incorporating these new tools. Instead, they complemented and assisted our creative teams, is what they're saying. Um, I, I don't really have an opinion on any of that other than I thought the title sequence was awful. Uh, it really, yeah. it sucked. Uh, I'll say that. It sucked. It was not I, a good opening title sequence. I'm going to say this. I do our title graphics, our, our thumbnails every week, and I do mm -hmm. use an AI generator for that because I don't have time to create the thumbnails every week, mm -hmm. so we oh, use yeah. them. I get and, it. Uh, and, and, and that's why I use them. But honestly, uh, did you hear what's going on with the AI art right now is that so much shitty AI art has been created over the last two years yeah. that the AI bots are starting to use AI art to generate yeah. more AI art. So when they thought they were very convinced the fingers, the hands, the hands are the just faces going we're going like to get, like it's just going to get worse because they're, it's literally cannibalizing itself. And I know people that are making money right now selling AI art that they fed into a prompt machine. Mm. All right. Uh, but Samuel, Samuel Jackson was talking about uh, not just AI, but uh, some of his, his contracts. Uh, he's being very, you know, he, you got to give this to Sam. He does not give a flying F. Uh, he, he says that he was, uh, they were, uh, let, me, let me find this. In terms of Jackson uh, leading the show, Secret Invasion, which centers on Nick Fury as he faces an army of alien scrolls who have infiltrated Earth, he said it wasn't something that he had been pushing for in terms of his character. He said, my biggest concern with Marvel was trying to keep them from killing me more than anyone, anything else. I like, I like the gig. When they call and tell me what's going on, I always thought, well, they're trying to kill me. They, <laughs> they didn't let me go to Wakanda, which I was upset about. How could Nick Fury not go to Wakanda? Yeah. Oh, that would have been cool. That would have been. Like uh, how? Like, I, that still blows my mind. So wait, Rhodey got Mans to go? Was in, yeah, but Mans was in space. Yeah, he Doesn't was matter. in space. Doesn't matter. Brother, brother gets every... That's the yep. pilgrimage. Go. But, but then he starts talking about his, uh, his deals. He says, every movie was a negotiated deal. It wasn't like you do one movie and the next one will be X more dollars. So he always signed on for just one movie at a time. He didn't sign for the picture deal. Smart. Uh, he says, it was better than that. But there are things I wish I'd been in on that I wasn't in. I wish I was in Civil War. If the kids are fighting, why isn't mm. Nick Fury there to send them to their rooms? They it's... never explained that to me. Yes. <laughs> he does. He even has a line. This isn't a spoiler for the show. He, there, he has a line in Secret Invasion where, oh, one of the um, Talos, I think it is, is like, oh, I'm having a midlife crisis. Or, I haven't even done my shopping spree yet. And <laughs> and he asks Fury about his midlife crisis and like, what did you buy? And he's like, I bought the Avengers. <laughs> I like that line. Uh, let's see. Also in, in Rolling Stone, he uh, talks about... Uh, 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 let's see, the writer strike and all that, uh, why Secret Invasion wasn't exactly the thing uh, pulling for in the MCU, uh, working with Brie Larson. He says uh, about Brie Larson, a stronger person than people will give her credit for uh, amid online harassment from incel dudes who hate strong women. Love to see him standing up for Brie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, he also talked about the SAG after negotiations and the role of AI in Hollywood, noting that it was a topic that he had already been thinking about since his Star Wars prequel days. Mm -hmm. He says, people are just starting to worry about that. I asked about that a long time ago. <laughs> the first time I got scanned for George Lucas for Phantom Menace, I was like, what's this for? And he said, George and I are good friends, so we had kind of a laugh about it because I thought he was doing it because... He had all these old guys in episode one, and if something happened to them, he still wanted to put them in the movie. So it's like, you know, he, he was concerned about this before. He said he had similar experiences through his time playing Nick Fury with Marvel. Uh, he said, uh, ever since I've been in the Marvel Universe, every time you change costumes in a Marvel movie, they scan you. Ever since I did Captain Marvel, and they did the Lola project where they de-aged me and everything else... It's like, well, I guess they can do this anytime they want to do it if they really want to. Yep. Uh, he said, uh, this is something the actress says could be something to worry about. Has made him more careful when it comes to the language in his contract. Future actors should do what I always do when I get a contract. It has the words in perpetuity 
and known and unknown on it. Cross that shit out. It's my way of saying, no, I do not approve of this. Good for oh. him. Yeah. I love it. <clears throat> I, love, it. I, I love the brother. Oh, my gosh. Like, he's... <laughs> Smart he's dude. Brutally honest. Yeah, and, it, and, and I love the fact that he is passing the game down to young actors because... Mm -hmm. Yeah, read mm -hmm. your contracts, people. Read your contracts. <laughs> yes. As if that, Black Mirror taught us anything, read the terms and conditions. Read the contracts. Read the contracts or or get somebody smart to read them to you. Yep, because then you can get more Disney checks instead of just or more episodes instead of four episodes <laughs> of another kid show. I could have yelled at more Gen Z. I could have yelled at them kids. They could have paid, I, but I didn't read the contracts. If I would have just read the contracts, I would have been, I would still be yelling at kids. Was it you a secret in your contract where it was like, you can only yell at kids for four episodes? Look, look, I don't know. Cause I didn't read it. <laughs> That's oh. the problem. That is the problem. You know, luckily it was, we, it was in a book. <laughs> luckily, we luckily we know a guy. You know, we can yeah. we can send him your direction. Okay. Uh, fi finally, this okay. Uh, <laughs> Rogers the musical, one of the great <laughs> inside jokes in cinematic history. I think uh, first appears in the Hawkeye TV series, and it's it's awful. It's a it's a parody of Hamilton. In what case do you mean you're awful? It looks amazing. <laughs> It's also a parody of Disney, which it is. It they're making fun of themselves, and yeah. it's it's so wonderfully tongue in cheek that it's just it's it's almost too smart for the room. Uh, but they decided, okay, let's take this joke even further. <laughs> let's ha let's have it at Disneyland in the Hyperion Theater, you know, where they do the live shows at uh, California Adventure. So, it's. It's June 30th through August 31st, a limited run, Rogers the Musical. It's a one-act show, and they've got more than just the one song. You know, Save the City was the song from Hawkeye. They're going to be adding Star-Spangled Man with the Plan from First Avenger, Captain America. Um, yeah, so uh, limited run, go and see it. Uh, but they're also doing some... <laughs> Uh, Cap-inspired food around the venue as well. You've got the Avengers-inspired shawarmaitsa. The shawarma palace will serve an Italian sausage, pepperoni, mozzarella, and pepperoni variation in a garlic parmesan wrapped with marinara dipping sauce. So it's essentially it's a pizza that's sausage pizza rolled up essentially. But but here it is, the Cap'n Everything Dog. It is a hot link wrapped in pizza dough, topped with everything bagel seasoning, served with a side of mustard cheese sauce and potato chips. Yeah, you can have Fuck, caps. Fuck, that sounds so good. You can have caps. Uh, <laughs> caps hot link is available for you to <laughs> I can have caps hot link. You can you can consume caps hot. Mm. Link I can at, finally put caps hot link in my mouth. In your mouth. So there you go. I'm All right. Sorry, you, I didn't want to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> you had no, no choice. Okay. I was, had no choice. No I was just kind of rolling it's in her out contract. there. I, I, it's I was rolling contract. it out there so someone would make the joke besides me. But there you go. Literally in your contract, Rebecca, you Literally. had no choice. All right. Yeah. You can do and that can, all day. <laughs> yes. I can. I can do this all day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let's find out what you guys consume this week. Who wants to start? Mm -hmm. I'll go first. Um, Rebecca. Uh, started some new shows this week, A Secret Invasion. Um, I wish I was excited about a Marvel show. Uh, I'm just not. Um, and then The Bear Season 2 started this week. And uh, <laughs> I'm, mad. I'm mad. My wife is insisting that we let them stack up. And I'm like, why? Honestly, you always get so stressed well, out no, watching here, the well, show. You know? Here's the thing. The whole season's out. The whole season's out. Oh, you it can is. Sit, you can sit and binge and have just a really stressful day on if the that's Hulu? what you want to do. On the Hulu, yeah. Oh, I thought they were releasing them a week at a time. Okay, great. No, it's no Hulu made the mistake of dropping them all at once. Um, but so far, so good. A love letter to restaurant. The, the second episode is really struck a chord about how difficult it is to open and maintain a restaurant, especially in this economic climate. Um yeah, y'all know, and uh, <laughs> and kind of food porny, like just such. Uh, I 
I like the bear. Um, went and saw two movies. I, I lay, after we record this, I'm going to go see No Hard Feelings starring Jennifer Lawrence. I wish, oh, I wish I saw that um, before, but sex comedies are back, baby. Uh, I went to go see Past Lives, which is an independent film um, written and directed by Celine Song. It's about two childhood friends who um, are separated and then they reconnect years later in their lives. And it's all about, you know, the notion of like fate and destiny and what could have happened in um, had our lives gone a different way. Um, I liked it. I, it opened my eyes to the fact that I need more female film people in my life because oh. all of the reactions I've seen t- towards this film are from men and they are all raving about it and how it wrecks them emotionally. And I'm like, that's cool. I'm having, um, an, a, a very different reaction to this movie than it seems a lot of people are. Um, pretty good. I, I an emotional, you know, what if kind of story. I gave it three and a half stars out of five. Wow. Uh, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I went and saw Asteroid City, uh, the oh. new Wes Anderson film. Uh, I have been a bad film person, and I have not watched a Wes Anderson film since 2012. So I, I know I haven't. I've, the last one I saw was Moonrise Kingdom. I haven't seen any since. You haven't seen um, Grand Budapest Hotel. I know. I know. <gasps> it's so it's, good. It's not bad. Somebody was asking me about Wes Anderson, and they said, I've never seen a Wes Anderson film. I don't understand this whole thing. And I said, well, start with Royal Tannenbaums. That's pretty, a pretty good entry it's, point, you know? Yeah. Well, the, thi- well, the, no? thing about Wes, well, the thing about Wes Anderson is he's very good. He's got such a – he's got one particular style, sure. But all of his movies have such a wide range of content, right? Like mm-hmm. Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, um, Royal Tannenbaums. Uh, like they're all j- life aquatic. They're all so similar in style, but I just so different. Aquatic. Just so different content-wise. And Asteroid City really surprised me too. Um, it's kind of two movies in one. Um, it's about um, a playwright writing a play about Asteroid City, and so half of you know part of the movie is this playwright writing this film, and then the the things that we have seen in the trailer are the play itself, and. Um, I, the word I want to use to describe it is cute, but that it's too weak of a word. It's very, um, I just don't, I don't have the right word in my brain thesaurus at the moment, but I, charming. Yeah. I'm pretty charming. You know, you've got an all-star cast, like everybody is somebody, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I, I gave it four out of five. I really quite enjoyed it. There are some moments that actually like kind of caught me off guard and Wes Anderson, you know, it likes to kind of toy with things and surprise you with the unexpected. And he, I think he did that very well in this movie. So I absolutely recommend Asteroid City. I had All that right. with uh, French Dispatch when it came out, what, a year or two ago. I was, it's not my favorite movie, but it's yeah. like Edward Gorey. I watch Wes Anderson movies because I, I like Wes Anderson movies. I don't care if and he reinvents like the I'm not Like, yeah. this isn't a world-changing movie. I didn't have, like, my whole perspective shifted and shattered or whatever. I had a fun time at the movies. Mm-hmm. I so. couldn't finish The French Dispatch. Jay disagrees mm. with my Royal Tenenbaums recommendation. But, <laughs> okay. I don't disagree with it. I watched it when it first came out, and I I was on some different shit back then. And so I just never, you just never, I was just like, what is this? What I, I wasn't familiar with that type of white yet i guess i don't know maybe like that type older, of white I, that's the best <laughs> way i can describe it because we were all like i was sitting there watching with the homies we're like what are we we, we just couldn't we i don't know yeah it's i don't it's know what Jay's was going mic. on in our lives jay we're, your mic is being so we're late. losing you jay you're most people are okay is that bad no you're no. Di- you're digital Wait. it's your connection you're turning oh, no. to a robot is your, yeah, it's your oh, connection. Great. Once you reset, and then we'll come All back right. to you. The the jig right. is finally up. Jay has been replaced by AI. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back. He'll be back. Uh, Lee, uh, tell us what you consume. All right. Week. So um, last, I, I, I promised my youngest that when Evil Dead Rise uh, finally hit HBO or whatever the hell they're calling it this week. Mm-hmm. I would sit down and watch it with them. And uh, my wife said, "Never in her life has she seen me curled up in a ball with this look on my face <laughs> for an hour and a half." 
good and scary. Horror movies, eh? who, horror movies do not bother me, but there are certain types of mutilation that do, and uh, I think they just went into my head and said, what bugs Lee? Let's do that. <laughs> Plus, there's a family dynamic in play here that really messed with me. There is, as Rebecca put it, the greatest title shot Title card drop. Oh, it, yeah, it's, it's so it's metal. It's fantastic. This is, this is a slick well-made, well-acted, found out last night that every single actor in that movie is not from the United States, so mm, kudos. Huh. Good kid actors, and decisions are made that I was not prepared for. Um, <laughs> I I loved it. And yes, if you really want to know, Ash Williams does have a cameo in the movie. Okay. I was surprised when I found out where it's at, which implies a whole bunch of fun stuff. Carrie will talk when you watch okay, it. Okay, well now this I weekend. have to Google it because I didn't know. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it, it it Ash is known for several things other than fighting deadites and working at Smart, and um, yeah, it just <laughs> it just implies that things did not go well when he read the three magic words. Um, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, strange, strange new world or uh, strange new worlds Star Trek. Um, oh my gosh, you guys. This this goes back to this great legacy of I think this is the fifth court word, courtroom drama episode of Star Trek. You have the one where uh, was it Gene Smart was the lawyer for Starfleet that was going to take Data's rights away as a human being. Gene Smart uh, was a lawyer in Star Trek. Yeah, there's an episode uh, with actually with Captain Pike going back to the original series. Another courtroom intrigue. This episode, the Menagerie, mind, is it the Menagerie <laughs> parts one and two? Yes. Part there's, two, the best episode of Star Trek, the original series I've ever seen. It's really good. But there's some little <laughs> things in here for old classic Trek fans that I love, like the uh, the little brocade um, chest ornament that everybody yeah. was wearing in the courtroom, yeah, yeah. straight from the original series. And they had the little yellow rectangular uh, computer chips that they kept putting into the machines. Yep. So just little, little tips of the hat. I love that. Mm-hmm. trying to finish up season four of discovery i love the show but it's really dense because the entire crew of discovery is scientists and yes i understand people they showed a crossfield ship in the first episode of season two of strange new worlds and discovery is also a crossfield ship but it's an experimental ship because of the spore drive so please relax it's okay <laughs> it's not a different universe or an alternate reality the last time I watched Veep was when Selena Myers um, lost the election and had to sit on a bleacher while the helicopter flew away to get gas. I did not see the most recent episode or season. That show is so damn funny. And uh, oh my gosh. But I watched the greatest movie ever made last Sunday. And this is my opinion. Of course, mileage may vary on this. But um, the new Spider-Verse movie... Oh yeah, boy, best movie it's, ever. It's not just, in my opinion, the greatest comic book movie ever made. It didn't just look at the first Spider Verse movie and say, "Yeah, that's too tame." <laughs> it, it, this movie is bonkers, and it's so good. It's the first time in a long time that I've walked out of a theater just feeling numb and weird and tingly and excited and amped up and pumped up of adrenaline. It is so damned good. Mm. It it takes animation to a level that. I think if you were to show this to animators a hundred years ago, they wouldn't be able to sleep for a year. After Their brains watching. would explode. Their brains would explode. It's so good. And it would have been amazing even if the story wasn't good. And the story is phenomenal. And it's mm. just, and then I just found out today, the lead editor for Spider-Verse just admitted that there are multiple edits of the movie out in theaters. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. They're, really? They're, I, saw that. Yeah. I saw that TikTok. Yep. They are they uh, some subtle dialogue changes, subtle scene changes. One of the characters who uh, has a very unique approach to fighting the vulture does not have that approach in other edits of the movie. It's amazing. And Carrie, several of your favorite spider characters are in this, and they have mm-hmm. some fun with Ben Riley that is going to make you the happiest boy in the world. Oh, yeah. so good. I uh, I went to I went to Target yesterday. And I was looking at the toy stuff. Uh, I don't usually look at toy stuff, but there were two packs of Spider-Man to- of the Across the Spider-Verse toys. And one pack had the complete set, and one pack was missing a figure that was stolen. And it, <laughs> and if you can guess, it was Spider-Punk that was stolen, because nope. that's what he would want. Spider-Punk, Spider- <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm trying, this, this is not a spoiler. Spider-Punk is done um, basically by collage. 
the entire animation style is collage. Oh, yeah. Well, he's animated at di- like parts of them are diff- at the different frame rates. Yep. Yeah, and and it's just mind-boggling. And there's just Genius. like there's there's so much going on with this movie. I was from an illustrative standpoint completely gobsmacked by the whole thing. From a stellar storytelling is great. Uh, I, I'm bawling at parts of it because the family dynamic is so good and so yep. well done. And just like I, I'm sorry, it's it's like God's perfect movie. If I believed in God, this would be the thing that said, yes, well, thank you. That's my reward for being on this you, mortal you've, coil. You've convinced you re- me. I'm going to go this week. Yeah, Did so. you read about the kid, uh, the 14-year-old kid that animated parts of it? Mm-hmm. 14-year-old kid, young black kid His dad Toronto. bought him a new computer so he could do yep. it. Yep. Amazing. The Lego, the Lego uh, animation. It, uh-huh. All right. brilliant. Jay, next. Uh, can you guys hear me good? Yes, yeah, you you're connected. Right you're great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. First off, I want to say thank y'all for uh, uh, giving me the opportunity to attend Awesome Con last week on y'all's behalf. Um, I should be finishing up the video. Let me just tell you, it was so nice to be at a con for the first time in a long time. Um, it was a, it was so Awesome Con is if you don't know, if you're not familiar, it's based in the Washington D.C. area. If you're if you don't know anything about D.C., D.C. is a melting pot of a lot of things, and so that reflected the con, um, the local con. I don't want to mention the name, but the local one that we that we used to go to. You know, not a lot of diversity, equity, and inclusion. They try, but you get what you get. This this con was completely different and it was it was just it was amazing. I met so many uh, I'm I'm trying to stop myself from like getting emotional, but I met so many people of color that were content creators, animators, writers um and I just met I I got invited to Blurred Con which is is <gasps> coming up in Fun. yeah in Arlington, Virginia um in a in a few weeks and so it, but it was just packed. It was such a nice, like, people were gender bending, so many cosplays, and didn't matter. It was just so fun, and the energy was different. It was, and, and it was, it was inspiring. Uh, I didn't get a chance to meet any celebrity guests. The only person I did meet was Mad TV's Phil Lamar and my, my John Stewart from all, like, super nice guy. I always on. He was like, I was like, Phil, can we just, can we just talk? Mm-hmm. Like, can we can we just can we just talk regular? And he, and he starts doing all the voices, starts doing static shocks, right, Jack? Like, like, I don't need voices. Su- I just want to talk to Phil Lamar. Yeah, I'm like, I was like, dude, I'm a comic. I'm like, just talk to. Uh, he's like, oh, okay. Right, so you're a comic. You're a comic. You're like funny. Is he right? is he like the UPS man, just like in real life? Yes, that well, that's he. He defaulted when I when I when I told him I was a comic. He immediately defaulted to UPS guy. Oh God! And he was wow. like, "Oh, so you're a comic? You're like fun?" And I was like, "Oh my God!" I'd like to speak to Phil right now. Please. Yeah, but, <laughs> but he was super nice and um, but really stole the show. We're all at our computers right now, and if you are listening to this, um, stop whatever you're doing right now because I got I, actually I got a question for you, uh, Carrie. You hmm. like the movie Big. Big Trouble in Little China, correct? Uh, yeah. Lee, I, that's yeah, it's yeah. more Lee's okay. jam than mine. Right, but. but you, but we, we all on this panel love uh, uh, kung fu flicks from from sure. way back in the day, yeah. right? Yeah. We all love some hip hop, right? We all love animation. Mm-hmm. I need everyone to go to justcope.com. J U S S C O P E. dot com. I met Justin Orr, who by far had the best artwork, hands down, at the con. Oh, this I've, is good stuff. Ooh. I have never seen anything like this stuff. And I, he was like, uh, I am ordering <gasps> everything. Voltron. Ooh, Baba Yaga print. Yes. John Wick. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, that Big Wu-Tang Trouble Clan. print is amazing. Yes. He's doing the, the old, like, I know there's a style for it. I can't figure out the name of it. I know. That's why I was like, Lee, you got to take a look at this. But mm. it's amazing. His artwork is amazing. Go buy his prints. Um super nice guy and he's from oaktown what's up town business california in the house and then lastly i gotta recommend that you check out i i bought so many comics from different creators and this one caught my eye it came out in 2020 and i don't know if people saw it but it's called tuskegee airs and it's about it is basically about uh it's 
Tuskegee Airs Flames of Destiny, futuristic sci-fi adventure comic book series set at the end of the 21st century. It follows a squadron of young, gifted black aviators who are forced to become mm -hmm. Earth's strongest line of defense against a menacing race of artificially intelligent villains bent on destroying civilizations. This goes all the way back to the original Tuskegee Airmen, a big part of the reason why I joined the greatest Air Force. And I was raised on these stories. It is... It is the artwork is 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 phenomenal. The writing is great, and the gentleman that wrote it, uh, for, um, Greg Burnham, I want to say, is currently also writing on DC's uh, Milestone New Initiative mm. for the new talent showcase. They're bringing that back. There was just so much good stuff there. So I had a great time at the con. You'll see the video, but I just wanted to give that um, give that give that some love. And now, here we go. Um, me and my good friend JL Gribble, she's been on the show before. Mm -hmm. um, her and I went and go saw a problematic ass Flash movie, and okay, we watched. Yeah, we watched <laughs> it. We were like, I, I texted her. I was like, Hey, girl, you want to go see this problematic ass movie? And she's like, That's pretty. That's that's generally the text. And let me tell you right now, <clears throat> I enjoyed it. Uh, you did. Huh? That's I, okay. And you know I what? Did. That's okay. I I. I know it's not for everybody, and I do not, I do not mess with Ezra Miller, um, but I liked the story. It made me laugh. Uh, it was funny. Uh, it was entertaining. It wasn't perfect, but I was, for a first time in a long time, I was enjoying a DC movie. Hmm. That and that and to me, that's that an accomplishment was, right there. That was an accomplishment. <laughs> I was like, I'm enjoying this DC Comics movie. Michael Keaton was fun to watch again. And we all know that's not a spoiler because you've seen the trailer. You know he's in the. You know there is one little thing that's being spread around the internet that will make you laugh out loud, and they nod to a lot of the series and the way that they do. Uh, Flash's style of running is is just next level. We um, it's cool to see the Speed Force and the way that they do it. I don't like, like I said, I do not mess with those that alligated man. But mm -hmm. I, I see, I see why, I see why Holly like this is one of those movies where you're like, all right, so his power is super speed and privilege. Okay, all right. <laughs> So it is. I was like, okay, all right. Okay. I don't condone it, but entertaining movie. All right. Uh, Strange New Worlds, episode two. Some of the best Trek you're going to encounter. It's go Action and enjoy packed. it. Yes. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Secret Invasion, first episode. Uh, not. Not great, but not as bad as everyone is saying it is, I think. Uh, for me, it worked out nicely. I think it's going to be a nice little spy thriller once it gets going. Uh, I sure hope the ending is a misdirect. Uh, the, the, the ending of, of the of, episode? Of the, of the first episode, yeah. I have read that it is not. <laughs> so, oh, uh, oh, then I'm going to hate watch the rest of this show. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, uh, uh, the, big, uh, the big thing for me this week was... I finally got to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Finally. Are you okay? Finally, finally. Are no, you okay? I'm not okay. <laughs> right, dog. I'm, I'm, I'm here if you need somebody to talk to. I'm not okay. It's um, The Guardians movies speak to me on a level that... I mean, the Marvel movies speak to me on a certain level, but the Guardians ones really speak to me on a level because of so many things. But I'll just I'll say this. Um, not for kids, this movie. No. Yeah. Uh, not for little kids. Um, well, not we get our for first some adults. Well, and not for some adults. We get uh, we get our first f bomb in there, uh, but that's not the not for kid part. Uh, very dark. It gets very dark. Uh, and again, this is okay for me. And your mileage may you're, vary. You're not a kid. Because I'm not a kid. Um, or a certain he's a, adult. He's a grown up, not a baby. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it went darker than I thought. Um, and again, it just it just cemented Rocket as my favorite Avenger. He he will always be my favorite adventure. Uh, but just Beatles. just a just a brilliant brilliant movie. I just thought it was terrific, and the music is of course wonderful. And oh, so much humanity, so much humanity. Spotify is trying to really push um, a Guardians of the Galaxy limited edition cassette tape on me. Hmm. Really? 
Spotify is like, hey, we may we have this fun thing for you if you want it. And I'm like, oh no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> I'll take one. Uh, I don't have a. I I mean, I'd have to hook up my cassette player again. But, yeah, I don't, uh, I, I don't have this ancient technology in anyway. my house. I just uh, you know once again, <laughs> rock, rocket, rocket, my favorite <laughs> Avenger. He we we understand why he's such an a hole. <laughs> you know, Who could blame him? Yeah. Who could blame him? You understand now? He understands why he's such an a-hole, and he's probably going to maybe, well, he won't. He'll reform a little bit. Not much. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, Tony's not here for games. So what we'll do is we'll wrap this up and go to our uh, private party now. Yeah. Oh, Jay. Jay yes. I do have one game recommend, and that is that you go out and you buy... Uh, uh, this game is so fun. F1 2023. F1 racing. If you like, oh. rrr, 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 <laughs> yes, I'm telling you right now, it's so fun. Like, I want to get one of them steering wheels and, like, just get one, like, screw the control. I want a steering wheel. and But check it out. F1 23. Right. Uh, oh, and, and Shipwreck Sean says, now go back and watch the Guardians movie with the perspective about being it being Rocket's story. Oh. Hmm. James Gunn always said that. All right. And don't forget to join us for Saturday matinee at Bruvies for Kevin Bacon's birthday, Tremors, on the 8th of July. Uh, the uh, doors at 1130, the pod at noon, and the movie starts at 1. Pay what you want. That's just Lee's my hand has Tremors. That's just my policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's head to the uh, private party now, the after party. If, ah. you're a, if you're a Patreon member, you can join us. If not... Be a Patreon member. Geekshowgotthiscovered.com is the link that takes you to our Patreon. And uh, then once you join up, then you'll be sent a link and you can join us for the after party. We'll swear at least twice. At least. That's yeah, twice. hey. I'll swear as much You as follow I me on OnlyFans. I'll, I'll, I'll swear a bunch. <laughs> OnlyFans is just you making pancakes and singing songs. I and, mow, and mowing lawns. I was, subs- right. I was subscribed for two and a half years. It was quality content. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, Live long and prosper, bitches, for the culture. Goodbye. Bye.